You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. I want to give you something real, but I don't know where to start. Darling, let's make a deal. I want to give you my heart. I would trade anything for love. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Buns Podcast. How's it going, everybody? How's your week? Everyone see Avengers Infinity War? Everyone out there spending their bits? I hope you guys are having a good time. If you want to know what the rest of the Buns is doing, listen up. Because here is This Week in Buns. Uh, just before we get into it today, just a quick uh, quick note from us on this side. We are trying to find the best way to give you the best product possible when it comes to this podcast, and we are so, so, so very thankful you're listening. Uh, we are trying to figure out our work schedules along, along our other jobs and everything else, so we do promise to still give you a weekly uh, digest of the best stories, of course, on buns, and just, of course, when it comes to a holiday Monday, we will not be putting out episodes then. But, and this is a very big but, we'll now be putting episodes out either on Tuesdays or on Wednesdays. Thank you for being cooperative, and I hope you continue to enjoy what we do. Woo! This week in Buns, um, owl-loving buns. Where are my owl-loving buns at? Woo-hoo! They are nowhere, obviously. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, it getting litty up in here. And um, do you know what an aerial yoga hammock is? You, you you probably do. You're on. Of course you, they you, do. You're on buns. You're on buns. I'm Oren. And I'm. Lara. Didn't have to do that. You did not have to do that, but you did it. I like your choice. I love your choice. Thank you. This is ISO the Buns podcast, and we tell you about the best of the best that are going on in the lives of the Bunsers. Of the Benners. And we're gonna get it going with a bit of an admin uh, an admin message here because it was updated earlier this week. And Brioni, who is the queen, our girl. Um, says, hello dear Buns. Um, we've updated our rule section. Just make sure you read that over before you really get going on Buns because there are a lot of intricacies on there. What it basically comes down to is uh, just none of the isms. No, uh, no sexism, no, uh, all, I mean, every ism you can think of, just don't do it. None of them. Basically. Uh. And and also, if you feel like, um, somebody's breaking the rules and things are getting out of hand, use the admin, report to admin button. That is what it is there for. So make sure that you're up on that. Once again, read the rules and keep bunzing. Um, there was another reminder though on here, which is another good reminder. There is no trade shaming. What's trade shaming? It's basically... If you have something and someone... Wait, wait. Do you want to do like a reenactment? Okay. Okay, I'll be the poster and you be the shamer. Okay. Hey, guys. It's me, Monica. I just came from the office and there was a lot of sushi left over. I'll trade someone sushi for a sock. Hey. Hey, you should be giving that to the sushi people. You, why, are you, why are you getting socks for it? You should leave it by a homeless person or... Um, uh, make sure it goes to a biodegradable home. What are you doing? Well, that's, I feel ashamed. Yeah, so that's basically trade shaming. For my so, trade. Um, yeah. That was pretty good. 
I mean, once again, use your own rationale. Bunce is pretty good at self-policing, to be honest. But mm. um, that's what admins are there for, to kind of keep the peace, but also to make sure you know about the rules. Do you think we should just quit this and do, like, corporate videos that's like, talks about, hara- like, shaming? I think that we're pretty good at it. <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm going to leave my good-paying job now to, uh, <laughs> to do that. To pursue a life of corporate videos in the mm. sector. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, of admins, an admin had to step in this week for an interesting topic. Yeah, so uh, this woman posted um, sort of a ISO for hair braiding buns. Anybody do yarn braids in downtown or Markham? That's all she posted. And a few people had posted gifts that were like, you've made a mistake or like, uh-oh, like mm-hmm. knowing that this was coming. And uh, an admin stepped in basically saying that any like ISOs for culturally inappropriate and uh, like, oh, sorry, not appro- appropriate, appropriation uh, like services such as yarn braids, which when you Google image it, the first thing that comes up are like traditional looking cornrows. It's, yeah, it's only braids. black women doing it's this. It's only black women. Yeah, and yeah. The post does say, like, or the admin does say, if you do identify as black, please like you can message me and I can re like allow the comments but here's some articles to like educate you on like cultural appropriation of black hair culture yeah and once again we can hear your eyes rolling right now like uh what are they talking about and that is you doing that I suggest that you do some your own research just type in cornrow appropriation into google and uh and just start reading and yeah. honestly start reading read stuff that you agree with read stuff that you disagree with but just read it all um the basic synopsis is mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know and you haven't known already i am a black person i'm a black man i don't see a color okay well that's weird I, um, I'm <laughs> um yeah as a black person here is a basic synopsis and once again I'm also on a learning curve with all this, but there's also things that I've realized. I have had cornrows in my life. Oh, I have two, but now I can't say that. <laughs> you can totally say that, no. but if you've evolved from it, great. Um, the, the basic tenets are, black people haven't always gotten the chance to wear cornrows, and when they have done it, they have been discriminated for it, looked down upon for it, maybe missed jobs because of it, and it, they're just following their natural hairstyle, something that they want to do, and that's something that they have been discriminated for over time. So, when you come in, I'm saying you as an, a person that's non-black or a person that has, doesn't identify with being black. If you, When you come in and treat it as a trend, treat it as something of the moment, and not really reading upon the history of sort of that, that is where the problem lies. Right. Know that you just wearing this hairstyle doesn't really affect you. Where to other people, wearing that hairstyle is a symbol of them saying, hey, I can be who I am and not be discriminated for it. So there's things that come along with hair braiding and everything else that you may not have initially known. Mm-hmm. And that is why there was some fire and some heat yeah. on this. But once again, that is just the tip of the iceberg. If you want to get really deep into this, yeah. just do yourself a favor and just self-educate yourself. Yeah. Like, we have the internet, the greatest tool that's ever been invented. Just Woo! go ahead and do it. And uh, the admin posted three really good articles that really break it down. So that's something uh, definitely you should uh, check out i did some reading and learned some new things indeed moving on it's some fucking pointless owl merchandise that's not the right thing to say that's not the right thing to well, say the mic was in your mouth so no one heard you no one heard what i said um but sarah posts uh, owl buns 
Apparently, my fam thinks I'm big into owls. Uh, didn't don't get me wrong; they're pretty cool, but none of this stuff fits my aesthetic in the slightest. So she had a bunch of like kitschy owl uh, like mugs and spoons. It looks like and rugs and some kind of like other poster board something of owls, which is so random. However, this is just hilarious to me that her family thinks that she's an owl fanatic <laughs> and of this color variety like i'm just wondering is there anything like your family thinks that you love that just they keep on buying shit for you i mean when i was younger my mom would buy me stuff to do with geography i like loved geography but Ooh. then that's a weird thing i think for any kid to like yeah. so she was just trying to find what her passions are and, and support that way but yeah. i mean i think a lot of people out there their parents think they like something and they keep buying it for like year after year after year and don't have the heart to tell their yeah. or their grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the estranged aunt, like all my Italian relatives buy us this random jewelry. And it's like, D no, dude, no. But it's a thought that counts. We're just being nice, but. I mean, it is a thought that counts, but what should actually happen is instead of just being nice, they would really appreciate probably not spending money on that. If you yeah. just told them like, hey, like I'm not, really into that anymore I'm, I'm kind of into like this thing yeah yeah i'm not really into like owls anymore i'm just more into you just giving me that cash <laughs> yeah i got i got bills I gotta do laundry yeah you know what literally. i mean i'm more into but, that sweet sweet dollar bills, bills yeah okay. you ever heard of the benjamins also did you hear about what you what the us is doing about benjamins no so in the 20 dollar bill it used to be uh, andrew jackson okay it's now being changed to Harriet Tubman! No way! I thought it was a lie, but it's true. It might take a bit longer. But, um, yeah, Andrew Jackson's out. Is there a reason why they chose Andrew Jackson? Well, Andrew Jackson was just, like, a really famous white dude, you know? Yeah. What was... was I don't know if Andrew... I mean, he was a guy who, like, died in a battle. I think he died in a duel, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Like, Ooh. Yeah, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, I think he fought... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. He fought in a battle, not knowing whatever war he was in had ended, because time takes a long to... Like, the message took so long to travel back then. Dude was still fighting. Like, straight up just died just, like, doing duels. Alexander Hamilton also died in a duel, but uh, that's neither here nor there. At least he was wounded in a duel. Damn. Have you not seen Hamilton? No. They were also going to... I think it was originally supposed to be for the $10 bill that Tubman's supposed to be on and Women of Empowerment, Women Through History in the United States. Yeah. But instead, um, because of the, really the success of Hamilton, yeah. Alexander Hamilton, they're like, uh, no, we should probably keep him on. That Lin-Man Miranda was like, yeah, single-handedly made the U.S. change the decision. But Jeez. regardless. 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 Let's go into things that matter. Like this cool Airstream, which we talked about before, and it's come back on. It Hold caught on. Airstream? Caught an Airstream. It's like um, it's like a Winnebago, but with wheels. But oh, yeah. Sorry, it's like a Winnebago, but it's not self-driving. It's like a trailer to hitch onto your car. Right. Mm -hmm. The earlier in the, like, Spring, or yeah. no, no, sorry, the summer, right? Of yeah. last year. Because it's an Airbnb that this woman has, like, she's renovated her vintage trailer, and it's in Prince Edward County. Oh, and, right. yeah, she's looking for people to sh come up on the week weekdays, because weekends are probably all booked up, but weekdays, if you want, like, a little weekday get like, getaway with with your lady, with your man, then um, hit her up. I mean, it's not really self-promotion, but it's, like, this thing caught fire. 127 likes, a ton of comments yeah and so that pick is amazing though it's beautiful this place looks amazing so if you want to hear more about this one because you might want to it's on instagram it's silver glamper send her a message through there silver glamper silver glamper because you know glamping is the thing yeah. now not real camping but glamping there it is Jeez, glamping 
So we got some really interesting item here uh, from Marnie. Uh, spring is in the air. Get your bun in the air too. Oh my God, that's kind of funny. Get your buns in the air too with these aerial yoga hammocks. So obviously because buns is so free-spirited oh and open yes. and like very like zen people yes. we all know what aerial yoga hammocks are <laughs> but if you're not <laughs> like me <laughs> um they're what are they they're basically silks L yeah? literally and uh, like and for me i didn't know what a silk was even when you said that but they're like the classic like uh, like cloth things that hang from the wall that you like kind of twirl yourself around and like do crazy like acrobatics. Yeah. Whenever but this be, is air yoga, yeah. essentially. If you've ever seen a Cirque du Soleil, there yeah. always has the best silks in there. Alegria. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Were you the singer in Cirque du Soleil? Oh my God. It was me. It wasn't Celine Dion. It was me. I was weird that we both saw the most recent iteration in Toronto for yeah. Cirque du Soleil, which is great. Um, but this one looks a little bit different. It's because the reason I think it's called a hammock is because it looks like it's tied at the bottom. Yeah. That's what I'm sort of figuring out right now. Um, but yeah, if you work in a pretty free workplace, or I guess if you like have a really stable roof that you want to hang from, just chill out and stretch. This looks pretty badass. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I don't think this is cool. Yeah. I think it's a tad bit impractical. Yeah. Um. But yo, if you just want to stretch and and chill out and do um, some yoga mid air. Yeah. Feel like you're falling. She only wants a large house plant, so PM that girl. PM that. PM that girl. And PM this next post by Berkeley, because Berkeley's like, yo. I think Berkeley's a woman. Sorry, Berkeley. Um, <laughs> Berkeley's like, hey, I'm moving. I need a new place for the sign. It's hand painted. And it's one of those signs that go above your door frame where you're walking out. It's like, hey, may the breeze take you to wherever you need to go. Or like, <laughs> thanks great. for coming and the family loves you. Yeah. You know those weird signs? Yeah. This one is great. It's hand painted and it says, it's lit fam. Ooh, it's lit fam. Yeah. Which is amazing. And if you didn't know what that means, then you'd be, uh, you'd be like Joe Bloggs. In the comments, <laughs> in the comments, Poor Joe. who's like, hey, what does it mean? And then Lior says, oh, it's announcing that something is ablaze. Uh, Joe says, thanks for that. I guess I'm just too old. Aww. Lior says, oh, I don't trip, dog. I'm all up on the pyro slang. So Lior's kind of wrong yeah. on this. Yeah. Like, that's not what that means. Things are ablaze. Things are ablaze. Buddy. Things are ablaze. That's, um, that's pretty inaccurate. Yeah. Let's let's break this down. It's lit, fam. For those who don't know, this basically means that in the group of people that you're with, that you enjoy their company, fam, there is likely a party going on that's usually induced by alcohol. Lit. And it's a good time. Lit. Yeah, it's lit, fam. It's, you're, it's expressing lit. that you're having a good time with people you love. Yeah. That's it. Wow. I love that breakdown. Yeah, and for, I'll be here for all of your slang breakdown. <laughs> Hi, it's Orin for your sl daily slang Orin breakdown. breakdown. <laughs> what wow, does, what does greasy mean? Well, what does greasy mean? I'm not going to tell you. That's next week uh, on <laughs> What's Orin Going to Tell You? <laughs> no, it's slang breakdown. Oh, oh it's slang breakdown. Oh, you know, you know what we forgot to do? Oh my god. Dad Zone! Oh god, I'm a dad and guess what? I need more things. <laughs> this is Dad Zone, your favorite segment. And on Dad Zone this week, we found milk, milk crates. crates. Milk crates. Every dad probably has some milk crates. 
used to be for his records, but your mom made him get rid of those, yep. or your dad made him get rid of those, and so um, now he just has these milk crates that he uses for storage. Milk crates, one of the greatest ways of storage. Literally. I mean, how long have they been around for? Years. Like Ever since, well, milk crates, like, because they d- delivered glass bottles of milk to people's homes. Dude, that m- don't motherfucker been around forever! I'm saying, like, we should do a little look up. How long have milk crates been around for? Anyways, that's just a, that's a Google search we'll do after the show, but yeah, um, it's still impressive. Also, they used to deliver milk door-to-door. That's yeah. crazy. All right. And now it's still going to get door-to-door if you have, like, Amazon Prime or something. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's been Dad Zone. I'm a dad, and I got everything I need now. Um, you're gonna tell us about Bye, a. Um, you're gonna tell us about a Photoshop. Oh, you bet. So Sarah Yo, number one, greatest last name I ever saw in my life. Um, she posts. I have no idea how Buns works with Photoshop requests, but can someone help edit out the edit 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 this guy right out? So basically, it's a very sweet picture of Sarah Yo and her daughter, and her daughter is holding their little bunny. They're taking a selfie. And who is beautifully placed right in the background is a photo bomber of this guy drinking a Stella, just smiling with the biggest grin. Okay, and she's like, please Photoshop this guy out. So obviously, as we know what happens with buns, this thing caught fire and had some amazing um, (laughs) results. My favorite one being instead of cropping out the guy they put freddy krueger with like or is it jason jason i believe damn yeah. it's jason <laughs> with the hockey mask the goalie mask literally about to get them which was hilarious you could also just crop this image yeah this is one of the photoshops like just do the crop just crop it bitch because you won't if you do it properly you won't even cut out the little daughter's ear but there's some other really good ones where, like, they put the bunny on the guy's face. Like, there's some really good ones here. It's pretty solid. Um, something that we realized as well, it's just so amazing on the internet that I'm not sure how difficult it is to just take out that guy in the background photo. Yeah. What I do know is it seems as if, it seems as if a lot more work goes into making this into a joke than it would be yeah. just to remember that person. You're so right. And I love that. Like yep. somebody going the extra mile for something that clearly is just for the joke. Literally. Amazing. The internet, you guys uh you guys remain undefeated. And it's so funny you say that because it, you're right, it's probably so much harder to find to make something that's good that people will actually like and laugh at than actually actually fixing the problem. Because <laughs> you know, maybe there's a real, I mean maybe there's more payoff in the joke than there is paying off for helping this person out. I don't know what the, I don't know what their I don't know what their uh their motives are yeah i don't know what they actually you know go by but let's it's it's beautiful internet is internet is wonderful it's a beautiful thing um quick update uh no update no this is uh, (laughs) um this is kind of weird on buns this week just a lot of mannequins that's just kind of it there have been at least more posts now about mannequins than i think i've ever seen on buns so um there's that. So mannequin if, if, city. If you want a mannequin, hop onto uh, hop onto it right now because those things city. are not cheap. So go get it. A city full of mannequins. City full of mannequins. It's a mannequin city. Everyone's so stiff. <laughs> okay. Um, you found a post. Everyone's so stiff. That's awesome. Everyone, uh, you found a, a post of things people may have found in their closet that uh, you can relate to. So, yeah, so this one uh, guy, I don't personally watch Adventure Time, and neither does Orin, so we can't identify with this as much. But there's a post of these blow-up dolls that 
he found in his closet. Like this. He found it yeah. in his closet. I'm really struggling here, guys. Um, so he found these random ass blow up dolls in his closet he's trying to get rid of. Um, and this really struck a chord with me because I have a random blow up doll in my closet. <laughs> and it's of a hot, hot flamingo. And the story goes, <laughs> the story goes, Oren, that I went to this after party that was a, a luau. And after like a night of drinking, you go to your the after party and remember nothing. And the next day I found this thing in my closet, this beautiful bright pink blow up flamingo that clearly took some effort to like get out of the house. I couldn't have just like snuck it, you know? And I was in my, I was like, how the heck did I get this with me? I look in my like, wallet or whatever and there's this like polaroid photo of me who took it i have no idea and it's me on the left side of the frame i like look lit as fuck just like head sticking out and on the other side of the frame is the flamingo's head sticking out so clearly me and this flamingo bonded and i took it home with me and i will never get rid of that thing um i thought it was a little while ago this is like it's only like two months ago yeah it's like <laughs> a, like less than a half a year ago <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I'm sure you, you everything, I think everyone has something in their closet, obviously, that they should probably throw out, but for whatever sentimental reason or, uh, it reminds you of a time of fondness, <laughs> uh, and the nostalgic reason that ain't going nowhere, so. No way. So you're going to pass that down to your grandkids. That's going to be your heirloom that's yep. going to be passed down to your grandkids. <laughs> the, uh, blow up flamingo like, doll. Mm -hmm. Your grandmother Your grandmother got this. One night when she was getting. Quite lit. <laughs> quite lit off the grape juice, if you know what I mean. Mm? Mm? Quite lit, fam. Mm. Um, <laughs> no way to segue from that. No. Nope. Um, next up, um, bit of a bit of a '90s buns ting. Ooh. You know what we're talking about here, Lisa? You posted more pogs. Fucking pogs. And uh, you didn't know what pogs were a while ago, but yeah. you have now since uh, now since men become, did that. Yeah, exactly. But it's also a fanny pack, and if you have been <gasps> paying attention to culture over the past couple of years. Fanny packs making a making a rise back, making a come biggity back. And this is a um, I like rise back. Come back sounds cool, but rise back, I like that as is a that word. Is that new? No, I just made Did it up right now. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag Trademark. rise back. Hashtag rise back. Um. Also, rise back also sounds like a, a movement to overthrow somebody. Yeah. Mm. Rise to, back. to overthrow chiropractors. All right. Um. <laughs> this is a a leaf fanny pack. Looks kind of old school. Looks like it's kid size. Um. Looks dope. Yeah, man. That's dope. Get yourself a fanny pack. I got mine in Korea. Mine is yeah, slick AF. Cool. You, you saw mine. You haven't seen mine. It's in my car, but it's just plain black. It's plain black. It's not, nothing cool. Mm. Um, but the fit is really the nice. Fit is, the fit is real. And it's key. A good fit of the fanny pack. So key. So, so key. key. Anywho. Um, went off by saying this. If you don't know, Buns Flea number seven Whoa. is happening. And oh. it's usually at the Gladstone. The... Uh, the venue has been changed Whoa. to the rec room oh in Toronto. Goodness. So right beside Steam Whistle, right in front of um, the Rogers Center there. It is happening on Sunday, November... Oops, I lied to you. Sunday, May 27th from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, yeah, if you don't know, it's at 255 Bremner Boulevard in Toronto. Just Google the rec room in Toronto and you'll definitely come about it. It's by the Steam Whistle thing you Right said, by right? Steam Whistle, yeah. And yeah. so this is the first Buns of 2018, first Buns Flea of 2018. Wow. And all the, ven um, all the vendors have been booked as well. It is an open zone, local eats, obviously some delicious food, participate in workshops, and trade in the open zone and more. 
Um, it is going to be crazy because he's bringing all your stuff and hopefully you can trade some things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this one, the rec room is a much bigger space than Gladstone. And I think it's going to be really interesting, especially you saying there's food vendors. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be dope. So this is like a much bigger scale. That's really exciting. So uh, make the new calendars. Um, you and I will both be there, which is Obby. great. Um, and uh, and we will see you. We will see you soon. I've been Orin. And I've been Laura. And uh, peace out. Bye. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. All right. So you know what time it is. It is time for Ask Boris. If you ever have any questions, you need answers, any life dilemmas, any how-tos, any whys, any anything, email askboris at buns.com and he will answer. Here he is. Hey, Buns. Uh, At this point, you know what's up. This is Ask Boris 4, right? It's been 4? Four? 4? Um I I I think so. It's 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 Yeah, awesome. this has got to be 4. So, um yeah, go for it, man. I I won't hold you up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know me by now. If you don't, I'm your boy Boris. Um you got questions, I answer them. As I just told Koji moments ago, I function as a sentient Google function, um, but it seems like some people take great uh, solace in having a person tell them these things instead of the internet. So, uh, without further ado, and because I'm done selling myself short, we'll get into this week's theme. Let's do it. Uh, according to popular demand... Y'all wanted to know about how to fix your broken shit. You got a hole in your wall, your sink's leaking, you know, your relationships are falling apart. I can't help you with the last one, but the first two, they are within um, the the boundaries of this episode. So, this is Ask Boris. Do it yourself in maintenance. Um, on my end... Um, I love working with my hands. Um, I have been a metal worker for like 10 years in an artistic as well as like a technical, like a machinist uh, way. Um, I like fixing things, repairing things, um, making things that don't work, work better, making things that work okay, work great. And uh, if it won't work at all, then it's kind of fun to take it apart and see what's going on so got a natural inclination for tinkering and repairing and mending so yeah this is this is definitely up my alley in a way that it might not necessarily other be for other subjects i'm still knowledgeable so you're a handyman around the house you could say that yeah yes well you can visit me anytime Yeah, yeah, no. When I've when I've looked for apartments, it's it's definitely like actually legit been like an asset. Like it's like a, you know I'll mention like oh yeah you know I got tools I can fix stuff you know I've I do maintenance on my own rental place you know like the landlord she's uh, for some reason she seems to like that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's my jam. Nice. So uh, yeah, normally I'm just you know talking authoritatively at length about things. I have like zero actual authority. Um, or, you know, position to speak on, but I think this is something where, you know, I've got like a little bit of a claim to it. So, the stuff you're waiting for. 
the questions. First up, Jeannie Paulus asks, The oven in my apartment doesn't seem to work properly. It has two hot bits, but they don't heat up at the same time. Do I have to fix it, or does my landlord? So, to answer your question, two parts. You have... First, I'm going to deal with the landlord part because that's kind of kind of good to get out of the way before we get into other into other questions, because a lot of you listening are going to be renters, right? And if you are a renter, the responsibility for repairing things that came with the apartment is often going to be on um, your landlord, the building owner, whoever. Um, that's, of course, if we're talking about issues related to wear and tear, you know, something's old, it breaks because it's just old and busted, um, that sort of thing. I mean, you know, if you, like, destroy it maliciously or decide to play basketball on the house and, you know, put it, you know, through the window, then, like, well, that's, that is kind of on you, and you, in fact, are responsible for that, but, <sighs> yeah, so, when it comes to it, just without getting into the oven specifically, you have an oven issue. You didn't do anything wrong to it. It just doesn't seem to be working properly. Who fixes it? You or the landlord? You go to the landlord. In fact, in Ontario, according to the RTA, the um, Residential Tenancies Act. Oh my God, I've, if I got that wrong, I'm going to be really embarrassed. But it's the RTA. The RTA um, has requirements placed on tenants and landlords both. Your landlord's got responsibilities, and they have rights. You similarly have responsibilities and rights, and these are codified in this document. So the RTA does specify that landlords have to maintain assets that come with the unit in good repair. But along with that, tenants have a responsibility to both um, use the apartment, the unit, the term's always the unit, use the unit appropriately and responsibly, and they also have an, and they also have a responsibility to report damage and issues to the landlord or you know super property manager whoever the hell so not only is it your manager excuse me your landlord's responsibility to deal with this you are in fact technically legally obligated to make them aware of it and this is always in your best interest to do that anyway because like who doesn't want to cover their ass when it comes to something that someone might try to charge you money for. So you got an issue, you know, you let your landlord know in writing, if at all possible, email, text, you can, you know, if they won't do that, you can call them up in conversation and you can record it. Ontario is a single party consent province, which means that you can record a conversation you personally have with anybody else because you, one of the parties involved, is consenting to that recording. I had no idea. Yep. Useful thing to know. So, yeah, you ever have a conversation with someone? You can, in fact, record it. There's no issue with that. So, if you, it is possible to have a record of any dealings you have with anybody as when it comes to things like uh, renting and maintenance issues. I'm now going to record every phone call I have ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, you want to do it? You know, like, that's on you, bud. But, um, yeah, I, no reason you can't, legally speaking. Um, but yeah, due diligence when it comes to reporting these things is always good. Getting it in writing, laying out a timetable, including some dates, just all kinds of things that show you I made you aware of this X issue on Y date. 
and you know you haven't followed up with it a month later or whatever just having all that in writing is really really useful if you have to take things far enough that you know you might have to go to the landlord tenant board you know to go to a hearing or something like that to get maintenance issues um, addressed if a landlord isn't doing so <sighs> circling back to the first part of the question oh there was a question about an oven in here somewhere uh, just need to get the land, you know, the maintenance spiel out of the way, because for half these questions, it's going to be relevant, or at least an unstated question that matters in answering it. Um, the oven. Um, you, uh, you, Jeannie, have not specified what you mean by two elements, but I think I've, I've, I've seen people like have this issue before, and it's not an issue per se. Um, you're saying elements, so it's the electrical ones. Um, and I'm assuming your oven, like many other ovens, has a bake function as well as a broil function. You turn the bake one on, the bottom element comes on, you turn the broil one on, and the top element comes on. Um, if I am understanding you correctly, and you have a top and a bottom element, it's working as intended. Uh, heat rises, uh, ovens have like air convection inside that circulates the warm air, so the fact that there's just one element at the bottom that's on isn't actually an issue, because the whole box gets, it gets pretty hot. Um, if you have some bizarro setup I've never heard of that is like multiple small elements on like the bottom or something, then like I can't help you and also buy an oven that isn't so weird. Um, but assuming you have a normal oven like most other people, um, things may actually be fine for you. Um, if you can get them both to turn on with a bake and a broil function, then like, just don't worry about it. And if you think you're having issues because um, your food isn't coming out cooked properly, um, this is one of those things where if I'm being a smartass, I might say something like... Um, the inexperienced craftsman often blames his tools. Now, I'm not saying that's the case here, but if your oven is in fact working as intended and what you're cooking isn't coming out quite the way you want, um, the cause may in fact not be with the oven. And there's no shame in that. Ahem. So basically you just cook something else. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm just make sure you let it preheat to the... Uh, it, you know, yeah, it's desired temperature. I, I I actually like way 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 ago in um like uh, the the buns fog that just like enshrouds most of my brain. Um, I do recall someone having a very similar uh, thread to this, but it like it kind of ruled because um, it was basically the same scenario. They didn't realize that um that's just how ovens work. Right. And when people told them this you know that like just like it's it's fine that's how my oven works it's okay you know she got very very defensive and she's like no i know how ovens work but it's like it's the only reason that like all my food comes out burned you know i put it in at 500 for you know like 20 minutes and it gets ruined and it's like just sitting there and just you know lean back in my chair and i'm just like oh i love this job <laughs> <sighs> yeah 500 it's gonna make some stuff a little toasty yeah Anyways, um, I hope uh, the question asker hasn't got the perception that I'm shitting all over her because that's not the case. It's just I've seen a similar question to this asked, except it was in like the most hilarious way possible. And the person was um, very, very self-assured when they shouldn't have been. And that made it, you know, like slightly more hilarious instead of just a normal mix up. 
In any event, the landlord should be able to help them out one yes. way or the other. Yes, yes. You know, with their with their repair, maintenance, with their cooking, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jill Simmons asks, My bed is really squeaky. How can I make it not squeak for reasons? Well, Jill, um, if you want to fix a squeaky bed, there are two approaches here um the first is you can fix it in the step the second is you can stop doing whatever it is that's making it squeak um how you wish to pursue this is entirely up to you but like just this is just me like it takes a little bit more work but i like to fix the issue instead of just giving up on ever doing anything that might make a bed squeak that's just me but if you want to put the labor into this uh, fixing it, I mean. Um, there's a couple different things you can do. Um, in order of uh, difficulty, um, but maybe not in the order that'll fix them best, is, I'm assuming you have a metal bed frame. Um, there's like a coin flip chance. It's one of those Ikea ones with like the, the with like the, the tubing that's like fake wrought iron looking on the headboard. It's, 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 it's the bed. The one that squeaks, the metal one. Um... If you got one of those, um, or any other bed, but it's probably going to be metal. Just the metal ones squeak because they, they just the parts rub on each other, and it's just it's just what the material likes to do. Uh, it's squeaking because the components of the bed are loose, and they can move past each other uh, to some degree, enough to create some kind of noise. Um, you're probably never going to get it perfectly immobilized. Um, I mean, you could weld it, but you're never going to be able to break the bed down again, so you're probably going to want to avoid that. Um, so you can do two things. You can either make the frame much more rigid without doing it permanently, or you can make the noise go away while letting it keep rubbing. Um, the easiest thing you can do is just tighten it. Tighten the frame. People don't realize that, like, Ikea furniture, all kinds of furniture that just screws together. It's not designed to stay that way forever. Like, I mean, it's designed to be able to, you know, like to break down if you move or need to take it apart, but like just a screw tightened into a piece of furniture that you interact with every day is just, it's not going to stay put. They're not designed to. If you wanted them to, you'd have to use some kind of fastener device that holds them there. And those really do exist. Like, um, like, uh, like nylock nuts, for example. Uh, if you got a nut, it's like a it's it's just a nut that has like a like a nylon insert thing, and it like binds really tightly to any bolt you screw it onto, so it's not going anywhere. Uh, you can get thread locker compound, like you know, five bucks at the hardware store, and it'll just lock every screw, that kind of thing. So it's an aside, but if you want to stop your not squeaking bed from squeaking in the future, you might consider something like that. But yeah, if it's squeaking, first thing you do is tighten the frame. Uh, you know, get your handy dandy uh, Allen key, excuse me, hex key. Um, you should actually just have a set of them. I know IKEA has like the size that you can use for everything, but just just get your own. They're fantastic little things. You know, a couple bucks and you can just open all kinds of neat things. Um, yeah. Anyways, tighten the frame. Um, easy one to miss is that don't go around the bed in like a like a circle or a square. Like don't go around the perimeter and tighten them all because most people will just you know, tighten them all at once, and they're like, okay, cool, it's tight. But if you go back to the first nut that you already tightened after that and try to tighten it, you'll, you'll almost always find that it's loose again. 
and it hasn't it hasn't loosened per se. It's just now that you've tightened everything and pulled it all closer together, stuff that seemed tight at first now has room to move. So this is something you learn if you like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a machinist now. And like, this is something that like you have to like do whenever you're assembling or disassembling or well, only when you're assembling uh, things where this is really important, where, you know, getting everything and clamped down nice and level and consistent is like mandatory. Uh, go in an X pattern. Like if there's four corners on a bed, tighten at one, then go across then go to another corner and then cross again and then always go back and forth in that way. The reason being that when you go from corner to corner, you're pulling, like you're clamping everything on like the, the two parts, whatever those parts happen to be together instead of clamping on the edges, which doesn't uh, distribute force equally. Um, I'm not explaining it very well. I'm making like really expressive hand gestures in the room to help communicate it to Koji, but unfortunately it doesn't, it doesn't carry that well on the podcast. So... Just, just, just go back and forth. Just trust me on that one. Yeah, um, it makes me think of a guitar. Because <laughs> uh, as a guitarist, whenever I tune, whenever you tune all the strings on a guitar, it yeah. adds tension to the neck. Right. But then that adding that tension means you got to tune the strings over again until it's so fine that yep. you know it's yep. accurate or whatever. But it's yep. exactly that. Just listen to <laughs> listen to Boris. And do do the X pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty much the same kind of thing. Just a different application. Um, and. Uh, aside from tightening the frame, you can um, lubricate or put a gasket in anywhere where it's, where it's rubbing. And you may be asking yourself, how do I know where it's rubbing? Well, if you take your bed apart um, and look at the points where, it, where they contact, you will almost certainly see uh, high points that are worn away. Um, you know, they'll look like... Uh, like often they'll be like bare metal where there's where it's painted otherwise it'll be scratched or polished or burnished or whatever um if you see that those are the pinch points the spots that rub so you can do a couple things uh you can put some uh lubricant on them um i love dry graphite it's very nice stuff uh, it's very cheap. It comes in like a big, you get like a big squeeze bottle like this powder and it just makes everything just go and it's dry, which is nice because it doesn't, it doesn't run anywhere. It doesn't do anything really weird. It's just a powder that makes everything smooth. It's fantastic for locks as well. Um, you can also use, you know, like WD-40. It works. It's perfectly fine. I just like recommending the proper stuff. Uh, maybe some white lithium grease if you got it. It's also very nice, but uh, graphite is very underappreciated. I just, I just, I just got a stump for graphite powder once in a while. And you can also use a, a gasket, which is something in between the two. Not like a, not, not a lubricant per se, but something that stops the metal from directly contacting. Um, this could be as simple as pieces of electrical tape. Just you know, like uh, cut a square of electrical tape, put it over the hole that you're going to put the screw through. Uh, like punch the the screw through it. You know, like maybe cut a hole, whatever and the metal shouldn't directly contact the metal. Um, it might cut through eventually, but it'll help for a while. You can even get like silicone PDFE, uh, what is it, PD, PDFE, I think, uh, gaskets that are like designed to do the same thing. All of those will work, how you want to approach it's up to you, um, but tightening it is honestly, it, it takes five minutes and that'll probably do like 95% of the work and you should tighten your stuff periodically, and eventually you might find um, the sublime joy that I already enjoy of 
just going around and like fixing all your chairs and making everything just like really, really, you know, like the day you bought it. It's fantastic. Very satisfying in a way that like maybe eight other humans on earth understand. Let me throw a curveball at you though. Shoot. What if she's got a box spring and she's not using slats or something and it's the box spring that's... Uh, mm, like you know, the, the box spring itself that's 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 squeaking. Right. Mm. For, for those who don't know, some beds... Uh, don't have sort of the wood slats that you would see on an Ikea bed when you lift the mattress. It's actually like almost what looks like to be another mattress with springs in it that can often cause noise. <laughs> um, that's, you know, that's a good question. Um, I you're, mean, you're I, pretty much out of luck at that point, right? <laughs> you have to rip the box spring open or something. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm trying to think of what you could really do to it, and anything, anything that would work would involve like, yeah, getting into the box spring, and I mean, or yeah. trying to put additional padding between the mattress and the box spring. Memory foam or something might help. I wouldn't put them between the two because, like, you'll just end up like squishing the memory foam like pancake flat. But right. I'm just trying to think of how you'd. Limit it. Yeah, if it's the box spring creaking, it's going to be the springs themselves. Right. Get a new box spring. Yeah, because like a box spring has like a web of springs. Like it's essentially like kind of like a suspension of like wires that are all under tension. Right. And it's 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 designed to give, but not very much. The mattress gives a lot. It's got lots of give, and the box spring has like it's fairly firm, but the extra give it does it gives support, but it also it also lets. It also deflects along with the mattress, so the right. mattress doesn't have to compress as much to um, to cushion, essentially. Um, but in any case, yeah, if if your if your box spring's creaking, then you would have to find a way to lubricate in between all the metal contacts inside the box spring, which is hypothetically certainly possible. I'm just not sure the easiest way to do it. Yeah, maybe just get a slap bed. <laughs> yeah. Hop on buns. <laughs> search for bed. Yeah. Get a new one, and when you get over to the person's house, just you know, give it a little rock, just to, to see if it uh, if it too squeaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah, like this. This is extremely normal, totally normal. I assure you. But I'm just gonna jump on your bed for a minute before I uh, decide I don't want this mattress and leave it here for you to deal with. Well, there that you go. Is probably like a quarter of all the buns trades I've ever attempted encapsulated very tidily. <laughs> Um, next question. Katrina Steves asks, Hey Boris, the floor in my kitchen squeaks like all hell. Every time I make a meal, I'm worried I'm annoying the hell out of my downstairs neighbors, and it annoys me too. I've managed to fix this in other parts of my apartment by putting down rugs and carpets, but I don't want to put carpet in my kitchen for obvious reasons. What do I do? Well, Katrina... Hello, Katrina, by the way. Thank you. So it's always nice when you get that little lead in of, hey, Boris, it's like, I, I, I know you're saying hi. I know you're, you know, but it's it's nice. It's nice to see sometimes, you know, it just, 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 just makes your day just a little bit. So hello, Katrina. Um, creaky floors. Um, when your heart, I'm assuming this is a hardwood floor, you're talking, we're talking, or just a wooden floor we're talking about. Um when it was built, everything fit very well. Um, the construction was good or good enough that this wasn't an issue, but wood being organic, over time it shrinks, it shifts, uh, nails and screws get loose, um, and nobody's around to fix these things or restore them. Um, especially uh, shrinkage of, uh, over time, you know, over the decades uh, can be pretty significant in um, wooden floors. Um, and what you end up getting is that the subfloor 
in, in, in most cases, like there's all kinds of reasons they can rock, but like the ones that I've run into a lot um, is where the subfloor um, that the actual, the visible floor sits on uh, lifts away or at the very least um, becomes insufficiently attached to the joists that run underneath. Um, if you, in an older house, like I'm looking at like my apartment floor right now and you can see where the joists are because there's spots in the floor that are higher than the rest. Like there'll be like, there'll be spots that kind of run straight and it's kind of like a, it looks kind of like a dome, kind of like a very gentle speed bump. And that's actually where the joist runs because yep. those spots in the floor are supported for, you know, decades people walking on them and the parts in between aren't, not so well anyway. For the layman, uh, your floor just has a bunch of wooden beams running across it in a certain direction Bingo. that hold up uh, smaller, thinner pieces of usually wood or something that hold up the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, when your floor was built, uh, all these things were fastened together very tidily, and over time this might not uh, be the case, which results in creaking. So, uh, most of the good ways to fix this, unfortunately, require access to the subfloor, or access to the ceiling um, in the unit below. Um, in a rental apartment, obviously, this is never really going to be practical. Um, I mean, if you somehow know that, you know, a maintenance guy or your landlord is, you know, doing work inside the ceiling below you, it's one of those things where, you know, it wouldn't hurt to ask. Like, everybody involved would, like, freaking love it if you took five minutes to address this issue, which we'll never be able to address again. Um, but that's not super common. You can do stuff from the floor. Uh, it's just not an ideal situation. Um... All of them involve nailing down uh, through the, uh, the through through the floor into uh, the joists. So you got to find the joists first. Um, if you can't find them visually or just by walking, you know the places where the floor sags the least, um, you can use a stud finder, just like you would for your walls. An electric stud finder, um, you know, should be able to pick out like the nice big joists in there uh, from the much thinner subfloor. Uh, once you find your joists, you get uh, finishing nails. Um, you can get them at the hardware store. If you don't know what they are, just ask. They are pr pretty long, uh, very thin, and they have a, a small a small head on them. Um, they're, uh, they're, they're thin enough that they won't split the wood, uh, which is important here. Um, and they're easy to drive. Um, and generally, you... Well, there's two types of way it can lift off, and like the reasons why and how aren't so super important, but the ways you fix them are slightly different. Um, if the issue hasn't progressed very far, you can often just drive a nail straight down through the floor into the joist um, and test it afterwards. You know, if it doesn't squeak, then you are good. Don't worry about it. If it squeaks, but more importantly, if whatever movement is causing the squeak, you can still detect. Um, that's where you have to nail with a little bit more forethought. Um, basically, how can you, standing above, pull the floor and the joist together? It's a puzzler. So I'll tell you how. Instead of driving nails straight down, get two nails and drive them at 45 degrees towards each other. Now, that, that sounds strange, but, like, imagine imagine driving the two nails, like, say, like, an inch or two apart, down with the tips towards each other. 
Like you were trying to make a V with the nails, essentially. Yes, yes, but um, the other way around, rather. Um, <laughs> oh, like so, a, yeah, like an X, or yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah you want them opposed. Um, gotcha. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I'm glad that was extremely clear and not confusing, because uh, it would be bad if that was not the case. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, like an X. Uh, basically, you want to drive them at 45 degree angles, opposed to each other. And what this does is once you've driven, driving one of them um, isn't enough because it can still pull out, you know, like on that axis of the nail you've just driven. But if you do two of them um, at opposed angles or perpendicular to each other, you lock um, the floor in place to the joist. Um, it, it can no longer pull out vertically because it can't, it can't go anywhere without another nail stopping it. So it takes two nails to do this. Um, but you you'd be amazed. Like I've I've done it on like creaky stairs and stuff. It's good on it's a great on stairs, which are you know they like creak just like awful sometimes. Um, yeah, two of them driven in at an angle like that, and you will often it's like night and day. And when um, when you drive them in at an angle, are you doing it along the joist? Um, that you know, that is a good question. I don't. I I wouldn't. I don't think it hugely matters. Um, I guess because the nails are so. S- so thin that yeah like as long as you can hit the j uh, like the joist you know consistently and you know you're not like driving it through like a quarter inch of just the corner of it or whatever then right. like, i can't imagine there being a huge issue um I, i'm sure someone will you know like comment on my next post and be like hey you said that really like wrong and dangerous thing last time about nailing into <laughs> joists or whatever and it's like well like i i i I, I do plead a degree of ignorance here in that I'm, you know, like the, the, the merely untrained kind of handyman who, you know, hasn't, like, died or gotten sued for negligence yet. So, anyways, yeah. Um, and a honorable mentions third is that if these don't work or if you're feeling lazy, our good friend Powdered Graphite can come in handy here. Ooh, tell me more. Sometimes if, um, like, if a nail has loosened a bit but hasn't actually, you know, like, fallen out or whatever um the wood can slide the nail like the nail will be fixed and the pl- like the, the the wood that you know that forms the floor whatever will move against it and the rubbing of the wood against like the shaft of the nail will often create noise of its own um if it's that that's bothering you or if you know if you notice that and you know that's the issue then um you can you can get powdered graphite and pour some in along the places that rub you know, if it's around a screw hole or if there's two pieces of wood that are rubbing on each other, whatever. If they're binding and creating noise, a little bit of powder graphite will make everything much quieter. You won't address the actual core issue, but you'll shut it up for a bit, which, you know what, for like 30 seconds of work, that's that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah Rose Eman asks, uh, for the, I believe, the third time um, in the series, uh, Boris, what do you really look like? Um, thanks for writing, Sarah. Um, I couldn't help but notice that this is not a maintenance or DIY question, so I can't answer it this episode. I'm sorry. Love to, but I can't. Maybe some other time. What do you really look like? I don't know. Me either. Maybe one more. Um, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Oh. Lisa Scarpiti asks, Hi, Boris. Hello, Lisa. I want to fix things in my apartment because my landlord is slow to deal with things. Fair, relatable. 
what should I get for my toolbox? Ooh. Okay. So you want to get outfitted to fix your own stuff, which like first, like good on you. Fantastic. Um, that's always good to see. I mean, aside from, you know, like the baseline fact that like, yes, um, you know, like if you're a renter, you are not strictly obligated to be, you know, doing repairs yourself. In fact, you shouldn't be doing substantial repairs without clearing it with the property owner because that can create all kinds of issues for you. Like I probably should have mentioned that earlier. Like don't go knocking down structural walls to, you know, make your apartment like open plan because you think it'd be cool. Like don't do that. It's really bad. Um, yeah, just get, get permission for anything substantial. But um, for little things very often, you know, or if you have an understanding with, you know, your, you know, your landlord, uh, which many people do, and they're productive and, you know, otherwise a good idea, you can address things within reason yourself. And there's no reason you shouldn't. And it is a great way to save money. It's a great way to get things done fast. And it's a great way to get things done above all else properly. Because people who come in and fix things, you know, they just, they don't want to be there. They want to go home as soon as humanly possible. Or, you know, they have more jobs in other, you know, apartments, other units. And just, it's, I mean, you know, we, we've all seen, you know, like the work, you know, that gets done in like a lot of places. And it's like, yeah, fi fixing your own stuff, fantastic. Gives you skills, you know, you take the tools and the skills with you to other places. And you take your time to do it right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a nice side of kind of self-sufficiency that is just it's 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 always of value. No reason people shouldn't pursue it. So it's always good to see. And if you want to get started, you'll need a toolbox. So, what should you get for your toolbox? Well, my first pick is always a hammer. It's not actually the most useful, but as a blacksmith, I'm extremely biased. I'm impartial. I make no claim whatsoever to objectivity here when I say just everybody needs a hammer. Get a hammer, nice hammer, nice weight, solid construction, good steel, you know, nice reverb, bounces off the anvil well. If you don't have an anvil, just should be a nice hammer. Get a hammer. Once you have your hammer, we can branch out a bit. First thing, and these are extremely useful for all kinds of things, maybe not the most basic tool, but it's just, you'll need it for a million things, is a power drill. Basic, good old electric power drill. Um, and to go along with those, you will need drill bits. A basic set of, uh, they call them jobber drills, is like the universal like kind of twist drill that can, you know, cut wood and um, household materials, even metal stuff like that, if you're, you know, careful about it. <coughs> I'm uh, <laughs> like, oh, toolbox, and I'm, I'm literally looking at, across the room at my own toolbox to, uh, to see what's good. Um, so yeah, we got uh, the basic electric drill. Um, yes, uh, if you need stuff like this um, used often, you can get very good tools for very, very cheap uh, brand name stuff. Just a lot of, you know, your Milwaukee and, you know, uh, your, your, your prominent brands, um, Hilti, stuff like that. They never break down. They got replacement parts. But uh, if you want to cheap out, go to Princess Auto. Good lord, Princess Auto's fantastic. That power fist. Like, generic garbage, like, branded Chinese stuff is cheap. It's god-awful, but it gets the job done well enough most of the time. And for a tool that you can't get for that cheap anywhere else, that's pretty good. There's also Canadian Tires Mastercraft. There is, there is. But Usually not too expensive. 
Princess Auto, not downtown in the city, so this one might be a bit of an ask, but Princess Auto does have one huge redeeming feature that makes me recommend it above your Canadian Tire every single time without fail, and that is their return policy. Um, I did not anticipate doing um, like a stumping for uh, a, a big box store today, but um, I do gotta say Princess Auto, they have a no questions asked satisfaction return policy that like actually isn't bullshit. Huh. In the sense of like, I've gone back with stuff that I bought like literally like a year and a half before and I'd clearly used it extensively and I was like, it's I don't like it. And they just give you a refund. Wow. Like, that's, that's not even fair. Like the, Crazy. Yeah, like, I, you know, like, I, I would say, like, probably don't go overboard abusing it, because I have heard of, you know, them, like, intervening with people who are clearly gaming the system, but on the whole, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you might as well have insurance and in anything you buy from there, it's, it's a sweet deal. That aside, uh, yeah, very cheap stuff. Go there, it's nice to browse, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, back to the toolbox. Once you have your drill, uh, screwdrivers. I like manual screwdrivers, honestly. Um, of course, you can put screwdriver bits in your drill. Um, but a nice manual screwdriver with all the different bits, you know, you get in your selection and you get like 80 different bits and the handle and an extension and all that stuff for like 20 bucks or whatever. It's a good deal. Um, if you need to drive screws, which you almost certainly will, you'll need a screwdriver. Um, a lot of the time power drill is what you want to work with when you want to do stuff fast, but Sometimes you'll put a screw into a, you know, like a weak ass plaster wall and it'll just like, it'll just tear everything out like it wasn't even there because the drill's got torque you don't realize. Being able to hand drive stuff or remove stuff like slowly and carefully is often important. So, side note on the drill, uh, maybe spring for one that has a hammer option uh, if you can afford it because, you know, you never know what you're going to be driving into. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should say, like, um, uh, this is also unit dependent. Um, like, know your deal before you go and buy tools to interact with that deal. Because, for example, yeah, if you have, uh, I don't know, if you live in an apartment or a condo that has concrete walls, um, you and you want to drill a hole to, I don't know, you know, like put up a, like a TV stand or something like that. Um, your normal drill will not cut it. You will not be able to you'll just, you'll, you'll ruin your drill bit and you'll just get frustrated and like wonder why the hell this is so difficult for stuff like that. Yeah. You'll need a, you'll need a hammer drill. So, um, yeah, like uh, to my shame, I'll admit that, um, I don't have one, but it's mostly just cause I just, I've never really had need. I'm, I'm sure I will. And then I'll be really frustrated that I didn't spring for one, but like I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Yeah. I have an old brick house, so mm, it, it was yeah. a necessity. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, what do we got? Uh, drilling and uh, driving um, screws and fasteners. A level, uh, like a spirit level, um, maybe a square. Like it'll often come with, um, okay, so a spirit level is, you'll often see them. It's like a tube of liquid and it's got a bubble in it and it'll have some markings on it. Or it might even be what's called a bullseye level, which is round and it has like a bullseye of markings and a little bubble in it. If you want to ever in your life hang a picture that's square and isn't hanging at a weird angle, like, don't eyeball it. Just use the level. Put shelves up. You'll put them straight. Things won't roll off them. It's just, it's, it's better for everyone involved. They're cheap. You will wonder why you didn't buy one earlier. Uh, tape measure. Tape measure. 
Um, you cannot buy furniture without knowing if it's going to fit through your awful tiny like little entrance way and like the 90 degree turn that even you have difficulty navigating never mind a full-size couch you need a tape measure to be able to measure things to know if any of that'll work um and it's super useful for like basically everything else uh, you want to rearrange your room you know do you know like just 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 you want to make make a change in your life in your space you can measure everything to see if it'll fit in the way you're thinking it's nuts it's fantastic yeah, um, I like razor blades, um, like flat ones, like the single-sided ones, like scrapers. Um, anytime you get like a label on, I mean, this is hardly DIY at this point, but it's just, I was just thinking like, man, like just, just how did I ever get by? You got to scrape labels, stuff like that. Um, having something to do like paint, you know, like off a window, whatever, just, just having one or two on hand is, you know, I, I really nice for that. And they, they cost like nothing. If you, you can buy a pack of five for like, you know, less than a dollar. So it just makes sense. Um, hot air gun. I like hot air guns. Um, they're underappreciated. And to be fair, a lot of people will never need one. So I'm like maybe going on a weird tangent. But if you ever need to remove paint, uh, labels, um, anything like that. Um, it is essentially a hairdryer on steroids, but much smaller. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anytime you got to do, uh, like any stripping or removing of anything, which you might not, but if you do, they are very, very useful. Um, also, have you ever put the, the, the plastic up over your windows, um, in the winter to, uh, you know, save on energy, uh, the insulating film, um, you shrink them with a heat gun and it looks very good. I think you can do it with a hairdryer too, but it, it doesn't work very well. They don't get hot enough. Maybe a glue gun and duct tape. <laughs> you know, those things always come in handy when you're doing a yeah. DIY project. <laughs> Why not? Um, oh, this one isn't a tool, but it's a consumable, and it's a good one. Um, spackle. Just um, like uh, just, just with wall putty. It, you know, a little, a, little, a little tin of it will cost you like like nothing. It's, it's just cheap as sin. And it's how you fill nail holes. If you've been, yeah, oh my God, I'm actually, I'm looking around the room now, like the nail holes from like the last tenant that I still haven't filled. And it's like, I actually do look at them every time I come in this room and I haven't dealt with them myself. So, um, don't live vicariously through me. Um, fill your nail holes and you can paint over them afterwards. You know, if you got matching paint, you can color match it or whatever. You don't even really need to match it, you know? I mean, you know, if you're living in a rental or whatever, then, you know, then I'll appreciate you filling the holes and, you know, they're probably going to be repainting at some point. So if they got to do touch-ups in between tenants, whatever, like they'll do that. Um, what else? What I mean, you, what do you got in your toolbox, Koji? I, one thing that I use a lot that not a lot of people would think to use a lot is, uh, a soldering iron, mm. solder, uh, you know, maybe some heat shrink or whatever, but not just for electronics. I mean, it's great for electronics if you if you want to solder things together. But say my girlfriend comes home and uh, the clasp on her necklace is broken. Bingo. Uh, just a, a, a just a tiny tiny amount of solder and a soldering iron, and it's uh, all back good as new. So it might be it might be worth looking into. Just be careful; you might burn yourself. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, I think I have mostly just the stuff that you you mentioned. I mean, I have a uh, some saws and 
table saws and whatnot. But that's, mm. that's when you're really getting into some serious DIY projects. Like I built some shelving units in my house and whatever. But uh, I think really the stuff that you mentioned is that's like the core. With, with those things, you can do a lot. Uh, I have a little Allen, not Allen key, sorry, hex key Swiss Army knife. <laughs> you were talking about hex keys earlier. That definitely comes in handy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. 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 If you don't, if you don't have like a, like, a, like a proper toolkit, a, a not bad compromise. If you like just really don't have any tools, it's just like a multi-tool. Like a, like a, yeah, I call them Leatherman's. That's like the, the, like the, the big brand name that makes the good ones, but even cheaper ones, it's like, if you got nothing like upgrading to having like a dozen, just like common tools, mm-hmm. it's like just, you know what? Like that's pretty good. You can get a lot done with one of those. Yeah. You can do a lot of repairs for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's just so often a lot of the time is you just need to loosen a screw or something. You know what else is a useful tool uh, that we haven't mentioned yet? A C-clamp. Yes. Always good to have a couple clamps on hand for things that you wouldn't even think of. If you're ever trying to build or repair or uh, assemble something on your own that might normally take two people, uh, a good series of clamps will replace that second person for you 99% of the time. Yep. Yeah, they cost a couple bucks each and they hold like the dickens. Um, if not a C-clamp, bar clamps are good if you need to hold something that's far apart. Um, like this is, you know, if you're doing like carpentry or stuff like that, like you'll be using these like all the time. But just for surprisingly mundane things. And like, pliers. Oh, yes. Yes, pliers. Oh my God. Pliers, pliers are like... Pliers are the fingers that God fucked up and forgot to give us. Um, they they give you iron pincers you will regret not being born with. Um, I, I'm sure this extent this feeling that I have extends to absolutely everybody in terms of having very strong feelings about wanting pliers for hands, but. Um, they, re- they, they really are stellar, um, just for, you got to open something. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, no, I'm just remembering all these things. Yeah. Pliers, um, just needlemen, uh, needlemen, uh, needle nose pliers are good. I like lineman's pliers. They're like kind of short and stubby cause uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're strong. Um, a wrench, an adjustable wrench is always nice. Um, I don't know how many things you'll need to wrench, but anytime you have to take a nut off something or just unscrew something that's really stuck, a wrench is probably what you're going to go with. Um, there's a couple types, you know, there's like the adjustable, like uh, this, this adjustable wrench is designed for nuts, but there's also like, um, like slip joint, um, slip joint wrenches, which um, they can just, they cover a big wine range of sizes and open pretty, pretty fast. Um, I could talk about wrenches all day, but having just some wrenches or a wrench that can cover your basic needs is very useful. Um, you don't realize how desperately you need to say, be able to shut off a stuck, uh, water valve or something until you, um, are, like watching your unit flood or something right? and suddenly have no means to uh, fix it. So yeah, having something like that is always uh, very, very useful. Um, ooh, underappreciated. Not really a tool per se, but like habit. Uh, a drain snake. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Great you're, tool. You're showering and then, you know, you realize you're like standing like ankle deep in water every shower and it's like, why could this possibly be happening? And it's because a 
entity of hair and malevolence has taken up residence in your shower drain. And you have to go and kill it. And it's never fun, but it's satisfying. You won't admit it because it's disgusting, but it is very satisfying to just pull a huge, gnarly, like, loogie of, like, human residue out of your shower. Just unclogging something in general is just very satisfying. Yeah. And then everything works so well, and it's like, oh, fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, you... you 90% of the things that people go with like Drano for are things you can just snake and like get it over with like much more like effectively. You just have to look at what you're doing, which people don't seem to like, but like, yeah, they cost almost nothing. The like the flexible plastic ones, you can get them at the dollar store. Just, yeah, just have one. Um, if you don't have a plunger, go buy a plunger, please. The appropriate plunger. First of all, if you're yeah. plunging a toilet, you don't want the one that's just kind of dome shaped. You want the bottom to have a little bit of a, almost like a, I don't know what you call it, like a little nipple or something. It's like a, so it's still dome shaped, but oh, it's yeah, the bell. Yeah. yeah. The, yes. Yeah. The bell. It's, it seals. Yeah. To the, to the, um, you know, the, the, the toilet hole, whatever you call it down in the, in the, in the basin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm assuming you have a plunger already, but like if you, um, like moved into your dorm a week ago or you're just like taking a while to get your shit together, there's no shame in that. But like, oh my God, go buy a plunger. Cause like you will need one and you'll be so sad. The last thing I would suggest is an extension cord. Yeah. Yes. Yes. An extension cord. For use of all of your tools, because you will notice that things like drills, uh, have a very short cord because they expect you to be using an extension. And the minute you have to use anything like that, you will suddenly realize that all the outlets in your apartment have become extremely inconveniently placed while you weren't watching. And uh, yeah, yeah, extension cords. Useful for all kinds of things. Anything else? I can't think of anything, honestly. That's pretty thorough. So uh, I, I um, yeah. So uh, Lisa, I hope that uh, has set you on your way. And uh, to other listeners, I hope you all consider yourself enriched and better equipped to deal with the world uh your apartment and your hideously clogged toilet yeah tell us about your diy projects email us at uh askboris at buns.com and of course if you have any other questions Mm -hmm. shoot them along yes yes and we will tackle them in a future episode or i can even just get back to you right away Sometimes people email me and, you know, they want private advice. And it's like, well, that is also perfectly okay. Just if you got if you got words for me, I want to hear them. That's all. And maybe one day we'll find out what he actually looks like. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, but, but, but maybe. All right. Thanks, man. See you guys.